Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Jesse. Oh, I, to be honest, I was preparing for an actual answer and then you threw me off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've got Ryan. Hello. No Jesse, no Justin, I'm afraid. No, it's just us two again. Yeah. Old times. It is. It's like back to basics. It is, isn't it? Sat in a... Watch the viewership. Well, the, the listenership just dropped now. Great. Sat in a field in Welford, lacing daisies in each other's hair. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to be talking this week about the Carabao Cup. Um, so unfortunately, Ryan, and we're going to be talking about uh, transfer news, some gossip, some FA Cup games coming this weekend. Uh, so we will start, first of all, at... I'm afraid we're going to start at the Emirates. Nothing big happened at the Emirates, did it? I, I mean... No, it was a superb end goal by uh, Rudiger. <laughs> Wasn't... You know, it was an unfortunate own goal. It was. It was superb. He's, well, I think it was <laughs> a case of wrong place, wrong time, which I suppose all own goals are, but... Yeah. This was a bit unusual, know, wasn't it? Th- yeah, so Monreal heads the ball, it hits Alonso, and then it hits Rudiger in the face, and then the ball goes just drops past Caballero. Yeah. Into a very... And everyone just looked really sad afterwards. They did, didn't they? Very sad, yeah, it, very sad is probably the most appropriate way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> this after Eden Hazard gave you the lead. We started really brightly and Arsenal did really didn't look up to it. And I thought, you know, we've got the opening goal with Hazard proving maybe he's probably the best striker we've got. Petro had a goal disallowed, didn't he? He did. And then it was just all about it all went downhill from there. The the goal knocked the wind out of us completely and then Willian's injury and the second half we were just abysmal. I think the right word. Yeah, I saw the highlights on YouTube, and the action did seem to be heading more towards your goal. I think um, Willy Caballero saved you a little bit. He did, yeah. I mean, um, Awobi had a chance to make it 3-1, uh, and, and he really should have scored, um, but he hit it straight at Caballero. And, I mean, even second, even the Arsenal second goal was, was a little bit fluky in the sense that it took a deflection to get to, to where Xhaka was. Um but either way, Chelsea didn't deserve to win. I think Arsenal played well enough to get the, the end. And yeah. Conte's put himself in a bit of trouble with the board as well now for making some rather choice comments after the game. What did he say? Well, I think he talked about the Willian injury and how, how unfortunate that was. And he said, well, this is what happens when you've only got one substitute on the bench, Barkley. You know, he didn't want to play. It's almost like he's saying, I don't want to play Barkley because he's not ready. Hmm. Uh, he almost said, I've got no one else that I could have put on. Who else did you have on the bench? Let's have a look. Well, we've got had a whole, another five players at least to use. Um, I think Drinkwater has got some fitness issues. Uh, Batshuayi, he, he clearly didn't trust Batshuayi to come on at that point in the game. Because it made legitimate sense just to take William off mm. for Batshuayi. And then put Hazard on the wing with Pedro. But... Um, yeah, it didn't really make much sense. From the outside, looking in at Batshuayi, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're much more Chelsea than me, but I get the feeling he's very much misunder... Mis- misaligned? Maligned? Maligned, is that the word? Uh, I- yeah, it is the word, but I don't... He's he's sort of put himself in a bit of a bad position. You know, yeah. he's... All- He's all on this on Twitter, giving it all the. And to be honest, I really I like him. I think he's a good, you know, he's a decent bloke. He seems like he has a good laugh as well, which I think helps a little bit. He played okay at the weekend. He was obviously instrumental in a couple of the goals. And he, he but then he plays against teams like Norwich, and he doesn't turn up twice. 
Uh, he, he gave us so many chances away. Uh, and just he, He's just not great on the ball. He can't hold the ball up as well. Uh, I think Conte doesn't like him because he's not scoring enough to justify his, his average performances against teams he really should be doing better against. You see, from the outside looking in, I get the impression that he's, like I say, that word I can't pronounce, um, because he doesn't seem to get that many chances. And when he is called upon... I get the feeling he tends to score. I mean, he, he scored the goal that won you the title, but um, yeah, I, I get it, the feeling that he's sort of called upon as a sort of last chance. Oh God, stick Batshuayi on, and then he goes and scores. He does, and that's the thing is, he's. I think he is a good striker, uh, and I, I think maybe he doesn't suit the the Conte style of football. You know, some some games he'll make really good runs. Some games he'll be stuck deep, and he he won't be able to. To control the game as much. I mean, I know Morata's been, you know, off form recently as well. But at least Morata can pass the ball around a bit more mm. or attempt it. And I think the thing with Batshuayi is he just he he almost tries too hard. And I know that's a silly thing. And it was a bit of something that Torres had at Chelsea as well. He picked the ball up, and instead of making the, a simple pass or sort of trying to look for an option, he'll go for it himself and lose the ball. Mm. And I think that's I think that's what Conte doesn't like. He's but at the same time, he's not got really an option. He says, you know, here's your five minutes of a chance. Make it count. And then what's it, what else is he going to do? He's obviously going to try and score. I think with your <clears throat> lone army, I don't think many people have much sympathy with uh, his plight. No. And, and the thing is, Chelsea Football Club are in a, in a weird spate where, you know, we're looking at all these strikers, Ashley Barnes, Andy Carroll, Peter Crouch, and you just think... We're clearly not planning for the future because, in theory, if you were, you'd bring Abraham back off, back on from loan. Can you? I don't. I think if it's in the January transfer window, I think you have the ability to recall unless there's an agreement in place hmm. not to. I think we have the option to. Like we had the option for Loftus Cheek, didn't take it. Um, obviously, because we used it with Ake last season, we brought him back and then ended up selling him in the summer anyway. But. It, it, yeah, it, it's not great. I mean, we'll bring Jacko in. Should he want to actually sign? At this point, it sounds like he doesn't. And, and Batshuayi, they won't go out, will go out on loan and join the loan army, and then probably never play for Chelsea again. <laughs> um, how did I keep? I keep being saying Niles Barkley, but of course Niles Barkley's somebody else. Um, <laughs> Ross Barkley, how did he get on? He came off for half an hour, didn't he? He did. I mean, he he looked very tired at the end. You know, having not played any football all season, he mm. definitely looked like he, he'd suffered from that. Generally, though, he, he looked up for it. He made a few good tackles. He made a few reckless challenges where I think he was a bit rusty. Um, but then again, it wasn't Jack Wilshere, so I'm not overly fussed. <laughs> um, he got a number eight jersey, didn't he? He did. Who I think that he, before? Brent Lampard. No, no. Oh, was it Oscar that had it? Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's had it since Oscar left. It's odd how these things it. work out, isn't it? Sanchez getting that number seven as well. With that, mm. see, a lot of people put a big thing on squad numbers. I do. And a lot of people were upset with Barkley because he had the number eight because of what it means. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, he, he played all right. He he looked up for it. He he made a couple of good passes. And he probably holds on to the ball for a little, little bit too long. But then again, first 60 minutes of football all season, he's, he's going to be a bit rusty. Yeah, um, it's the only domestic trophy that Arsene Wenger hasn't won. Uh, if he wins this and beats Manchester City in the final, but finishes outside the top four, has Arsenal's season has been a success? No. No? No, I mean, they're not happy when they win the FA Cup, let alone the, the League Cup or the Carabao Cup, even. Yeah. Okay. Arsenal fans won't be happy. And I, was, I think most people are probably happy with Sanders leaving now. However, I think you, you will look back on the season as the season where, depending on how well Sanchez does, you know, it'll be a big big point of contention again for Wenger at the end of the season. Must be selling to a direct rival. Must be so frustrating being an Arsenal fan because all the trials and tribulations they got at the moment, Wenger, uh, Wenger staying on too long, and then they have these abysmal performances and this terrible season, and then they go and pull a result like this out of the locker. And the FA Cup final last May, every now and then they get this little bit of sort of hope to cling to. I think uh, I follow this Arsenal fan on on Twitter, and he he sort of said, "Unbelievable! This football club makes no sense. We get knocked out of the FA Cup, we play terribly in the league, 
yet we still keep making finals. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's right. I mean, next up, uh, Chelsea play Newcastle in the Cup, uh, the Celestine Babiaro derby. But now, of course, it's the Kennedy derby. The Kennedy derby, yeah. Yeah, so he's gone on loan up there. Uh, how are you going to get on? You're going to win that, aren't you? Where is it? Uh, oh, I don't actually know. I didn't look at that. Uh, I think either way, I think we're, Newcastle have been in such poor form, and I, I, you know, I think they're probably going to be focusing on the the league. They'll have that in the back of their minds. Chelsea is sort of in a position where we 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 were okay for a couple of weeks, and we've got Barca to think about and that run of games, which is looking very scary. Uh, but I think it depends what team comes out. But I'd like to think that a lot of the players that he, Conte doesn't normally play will will get a bit of a chance and. It, it, I think it'll be good performance. Oh, I'm hoping. Well, we need to bounce back. So I think you need to. Uh, Arsenal got the weekend off because um, they got knocked out in the last round by Nottingham Forest. I mean, it's good to be honest. You know, you get a nice, nice break. Exactly. Uh, and they are away to midweek next week. They're away to Swansea, which, as we know, is an extremely hard fixture indeed. Absolutely. Right now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Swansea have, have sort of, you know, turned things. Well, they they won a game. <laughs> I wouldn't say they've turned around. Very underrated team, around, Swansea. But... I always, I always liked Swansea, and I felt uh, Clement was in it and was in a difficult position with a lot of expectation. Uh, I knew we'd but... lose that game, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think someone tweeted out. Uh, they must have tweeted out during the Man City game, going, "This is typical Liverpool football club. Can't wait until we lose one 0 to Swansea next week." <laughs> well, he was right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, it wasn't a massive surprise either. No, it wasn't. Uh, right, the other Carabao Cup semi-final was Bristol City 2, Manchester City 3. Uh, that ended 3-5 on aggregate. Um, there's not many teams that are going to play two games against Manchester City and score three goals, is there? It's not. I think it's sort of similar to what we were talking about uh, after the first leg. Is not many teams actually go and play against City and play the way that Bristol City wanted to play. Mm. You know they'll sit men beyond the people will sit men beyond the ball and, and and sort of hope they don't concede. But Bristol City were like, well. We're here to play our normal game. You know, if we concede, we concede. They knew going into that game that it was going to be always going to be very difficult. And I've not seen a team. Obviously, yeah, okay, Liverpool beat them, but you know, we've not seen many teams this season take Man City the way that the Bristol City have. It was Aguero, David Silva, uh, Leroy Sane, KDB. They all started, didn't they? Sane, um, KDB, and Aguero. They all scored. So they played it. They. they... Oh, it's not like they played a weakened. No. Yeah, it's not like they play a weakened side. I mean, Emerson in goal as well. You know, some people would say that you know <laughs> Aguero's the second choice uh, after Jesus. Obviously, I know Jesus is kind of injured, but you know, it's um, it's interesting to note that Aguero keeps scoring and he keeps breaking all these records, and there's still that thought that Pep doesn't like him, and it just boggles my mind every time that he scores yeah eight goals and six appearances in 2018 for Aguero and three goals and four assists in 2018 for Leroy Sane what are we with the third week in yeah <laughs> it's not bad is it it's not <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bristol uh, obviously say we said they're proud of uh, how they came back um, they beat four Premier League clubs this season I think that's still more than West Brom isn't it <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> I can imagine so. Uh, next up for Bristol City, they host QPR on Saturday. Um, they are in fourth place, fifth place. I can't remember in the league. Uh, they won one out of nine after beating Manchester United. They've drawn two and lost six and won one. So it's not very good. And the Marlon Pack goal was um, Bristol City's first goal in open play in 550 minutes. But they're still fifth in the league, five points behind Derby in second. So a win on Saturday, which they will get because QPR are bloody awful, um, will push them to within two points of second place Derby. Filling with a chance of promotion and well, at least the playoffs anyway. Yeah, I remember they getting to the playoffs final, sort of the first season they were up in the championship and they lost in the final. I think that was the one where Dean Windass sort of volleyed it in from about 40 yards out. Oh, yeah. Um, so it'd be nice to see. I'd, nice to see... Bristol up there. I'm not sure if either City or Rose have been in the uh, top flight before. It's a very big place to live. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Manchester City away to Cardiff in the next round of the FA Cup. This is Pep versus Neil Warnock. This is a meeting of minds, isn't it? <laughs> who, who are you cheering for here? Fraudiola or Colin? <laughs> Do you know what I'm hoping that it goes to a replay so I can make a decision later. <laughs> really? No, I but Man City are going to win. Um, I like the pair of them, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I always tap out the two of them. They are both 
It's such a big decision who I dislike less out of the two of them, actually. Well, Neil Warnock got us promoted at QPR, so I'm forever indebted to him. And yeah. Pep is Pep, and, you know, we're privileged to have him, despite what you think. Despite <laughs> what I think, exactly. <laughs> uh, right, OK, some other bits and bobs of news. Have you seen the Bayer Tapestry again this week? Oh, I haven't this week. No, I need to watch, I need to have a look at that. It's a mock-up of Euro 96. They've got Gazza in the dentist chair. Oh, that sounds amazing. Panini cheapskates, I think they're called. You want to follow them? <laughs> um, I'll look at that. Ross has asked me to mention the Leeds United badge. Oh, have you seen? It looks atrocious. Uh, go on, then tell me about it. It's because not, I've, I've, well, I've not really yeah. seen much of it. I was hoping he was going to fill us in, but he's he's not here, listeners. That's Ross Bell is not here. And he didn't plug us on his Sunday show, and he wants us to mention something here. That's true, yeah. He's getting part of us. Yeah, well, well, oh, someone, someone's put a picture of the new Leeds badge next to um, a label of Gaviscon. It's the same picture. <laughs> uh, go on, I'm looking at it. It's a badge. It's, it's inoffensive so enough. It, it, well, I mean, it is inoffensive enough, but it's it's just... So it it's Leeds United in plain text with... A person with his arm across his chest, like fist well, bumping the badge. It could Not be a bit of a fascist either. salute, couldn't it? Well, people have, have taken the, the Leeds United bit out and put loads of different heads on it. Mm. Uh, that's been pretty. Uh, I mean, they can't. You, <clears throat> I know people hated the Juve logo and that got changed. I like that. But this is. I mean, you're not going to have that on a shirt, are you? I think that's. I saw Colin was talking about it on Twitter and almost saying. Maybe they're not actually going to put that on the shirt. Maybe they'll just have a plain, plain white kit with like a, like a like a UV logo, like just for letters. Mm. Um, but it, it doesn't look good. And I, I think I saw Justin tweeted out saying, you know, if that's what Leeds used, I wonder what they rejected. Um, what does Richard Burgeon, MP for East Leeds, think about it? Oh, I don't know. What does he think about it? Today I wrote to the owner and the chair of Leeds United asking him to think again and scrap that awful new badge. Leeds United and fans deserve something better. Here's my full letter. He's gone out of his way. Bearing in mind this is East Leeds, you know, he's got, <laughs> <laughs> he's got about sort of eighty to 100,000 people under his wardship and, you know, often some of those need help with poverty and food banks and everything. He's found time uh, to write to Leeds United about a club badge. Yeah, I mean, it, I've just seen that, according to The Guardian, that they're reopening the consultation over the new crest really so the hate online the fifty thousand signatures on the petition in 12 hours online petitions are a bane (laughs) they're not a bane of my life but i have a bone to pick with online petitions as if signing your name against something and saying we don't want it suddenly makes your point valid or something so apparently the club consulted with more than ten thousand people to, to, to to define this badge or crest or whatever they're calling it these days and apparently they're going to reopen the consultation on it because everyone hates it people are morons it, I mean, it does look a little bit like someone did it on paint or something to be fair it does yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jose Mourinho has signed a contract extension until 2020 with Manchester United um, Mohamed Elneny did you see his tweet Oh, I didn't know. Some people are taking this a dig at Alexis Sanchez after their victory against Chelsea the other day. Uh, quote, unquote, now there are players fighting for every minute for the fans. Oh, for goodness sake. And speaking of Twitter, should we talk about Phil Neville? Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to get on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, we need you. Uh, right, Phil Neville has been appointed the head of the England ladies football team. This was um, happily announced on the England men's Twitter account and not on the Lionesses <laughs> account. Uh, right, since then, some tweets have come to light regarding uh, sexism and domestic abuse, which I think can be described at best as poor efforts at bants. Yes, and we know the FA love a good bit of banter. So. <laughs> no, well, no, the FA said last week that women are, they, best, are, are worse at dealing with banter uh, than men. Sorry, yeah, they, yeah, that's it, they can't handle it. So maybe that's what the problem is. Yeah, all you women just get over yourselves, isn't that right, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, so he sent these tweets out, uh, and as someone said, what's the difference between what he sent out and what Andre Gray sent out to get him banned for four games? I can't really remember what Andre Gray sent out, but I remember it was 
well, he scored, not good. He scored against Liverpool, and um, we don't take too kindly to things like that. So people went through and found tweets of his from about 2012, which I think were homophobic. So, Oh, yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Baroness, Baroness Campbell, who is the FA Director of Women's Football, said the tweets were missed. They went through thousands of Phil Neville's tweets, well, that, but didn't go that... back that far. That's the thing. It's like they, they put on all their job adverts. You know, we, we we go through thorough background checks to make sure that the candidates that we appoint, are, are, you know, are clear. And I'm like, surely you just you just search. You know, you go on his Twitter profile, you type in the search box "wife," "woman," mm. "female," or something. Surely you just check those things off and just be like, yeah, it looks all good to me. But they've clearly missed that so easily. Yeah, I mean, if um, someone with a mischievous mind can go on and find them, then I'm sure she could have done. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I can imagine the scenario. Someone sits down, you know, they're tasked with looking through his tweets. They've read the first one and goes, God, this is boring. I can't be asked to do the rest of it and just say, yeah, he's all clear. That's probably what's happened. Uh, she said that actually, this is a bit of a Weasley thing. Um, she said that lots of candidates were w- unwilling to come forward because they were quote unquote nervous of scrutiny, having seen the way Mark Sampson's departure was dealt with by the media, whatever the rights and wrongs. That's kind of blaming the media for asking that's, questions. That's like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, oh, you, you uncovered, you know, abuse or like you know bullying. How dare you, media? You know. You've, you've scared people off applying for the job because apparently everyone's going to be that way and they don't want to get found out. Yeah. Great. So they went through 147 candidates from 30 countries and they decided to appoint one who didn't apply in the first place. And doesn't have any management experience. Exactly. That's another good one. I mean, could you imagine the England men's team being appointed? Can you imagine the England men's team and who's the equivalent? Uh... Jermaine Janus, let's pick someone from Match of the Day with no managerial experience, turns up as the England men's manager. Yeah, it wouldn't happen, would it? Because they care about the men's game too much. They they clearly don't care about the women's game that much. No. It's clear what the FA. And he's never shown anything that would, you know, amount to any good amount of experience. It's not like he's he's won loads of applauders for being a great pundit or anything like, like Gary, you know. Yeah, he had a bad management experience, but when people when he talks on Sky Sports, people normally listen and believe what he's mm. saying. At least he's got something. And you just think, how has how has he been offered the job? At, and yeah, okay, people they had so many candidates, and they've, they've decided not to hire any of them, but go for Phil Neville. It just it baffles my mind. But not only that, I mean, appointing someone without any coaching experience, right? But why does that person have to be Phil Neville? Exactly. <laughs> At least point someone decent with no coaching experience. Like, you know, a former footballer that may be shown an interest in the women's game, that'd be good. Mm. Or, I don't know, I just, it just, I, I don't know what's going through the, the people in the FA's head to, to think my this only, was the right choice. My only sort of um, uh, silver lining in all this is the fact that maybe you won't be on Match of the Day or Football Focus anymore. Oh, that would, that's honest, that would be a bonus. Is it worse? Chances than... are they'll still get, they'll still get him on it though. That's going to be even worse. He's awful, isn't he? That he's just. Um, if they were the Gallagher just, brothers again, you just think. Yeah. If Phil and Gary were the Gallagher brothers, who would be who? <laughs> uh, oh, well, that's tough because you you almost want Gary to be Noel. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But <laughs> Phil Noel to be Liam, just no one like Liam anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he doesn't exactly scream hedonistic lifestyle, does he, Phil Neville? He doesn't, by any stretch. <laughs> uh, right, some transfer. I don't want to talk about Phil Neville anymore. We've been talking about him the last few weeks. He's a vile human being. Um, yeah. Right, some transfers. Jao Mario from Inter Milan to West Ham. He's apparently having a medical there. That would be quite a good deal for them. That was my I thoughts, mean, too. I mean, he's... He... I don't know how many games he gets at Inter, but that would be quite a coup for them, actually. I think he played... I've got a bone to pick with you, actually, because I think he played at the weekend in that game that I watched that you and just uh, Jesse and Justin told me to watch. This was Inter Milan... Yeah, this was Inter Milan versus Roma. Watch that one, Chris. Watch that one. Okay, so I watched that one. It finishes 1-1. Fine. I turn over to watch... Yeah, I turn over to watch PSG and Lyon, and I saw the last 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, but that goal... 
At least you got to see the goal, surely. You know, the, the Memphis to to pay goal. Yeah, but that was the worst of the oh. three. Was it? Was it? Yeah. Well, I don't oh my know. God. I tell you what. Everyone put, was saying that that goal was great. I put that above Naval Fekir's goal because free kicks. I don't don't really do it for me because it's a dead ball and nobody's allowed to encroach. Everyone scores free kicks now. It's getting a bit boring. That's true, but it's Nabil Fekir, and I do like him quite a lot. But and even the Kazawa one was just sort of smash it. But I mean, anyway, I missed those two goals, uh, and I missed Danny Alves losing his rag as well. No, well, I I can apologise on behalf of Justin and Jesse as well. Yeah. I'm never listening to the pair of you again, or the three of you. <laughs> um, yeah, he was bought for £35 million in August 2016 for Inter from... Oh, I can't remember. Sporting? I think it was Sporting, wasn't it? I remember him being at Portuguese club. There's only three, just pick one. Yeah, <laughs> Sporting, <laughs> there you go. That sounds about right. Yeah, so I think he played at the weekend. I think he's done okay, but I don't, you know... I think that's well, kind I think of what they, they need. They, yeah, they do they definitely need it, and again, it'll be a a big player to, to grab the headlines for them as well, which is good. Yeah, Manchester City could well be uh, about to break their club record for a transfer fee. Have you seen this? I saw little bits of it, but not fully who the actual player is. Is it? I can't remember. Uh, I'm gonna have, you have to help me with the first one. Pronunciation. Oh, no. It's Americ, Americ Laporte. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, Bilbao. Bilbao, Bilbao, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's him. He's going to break the record of... Go on, who's, the, who's their record signing? Is it Aguero? No. No, Kevin KDB? It is. £55 million. What could have been? Yeah. Yeah, what could have been? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Aaron Lennon has gone to Burnley to eat worms. <laughs> um, I think he's a... Haven't they lost, some, they've lost someone else as well, haven't they? Um, did someone say Morales? I think it was I had on yes. Sunday show. Morales has gone as well. I just said that, yeah, he's gone on loan. Yeah. David and Gog, remember him? He's back to he's back in England, isn't he? He's in Scotland. He's gone to Ross County. He's gone to join up with Owen Coyle again. Oh no! <laughs> Owen Coyle bought him for four million pounds for Bolton in two thousand eleven. I liked David and Gog when he was at Liverpool. <laughs> I think he was like the sort of batshuayi of his day, only less prolific. If you can imagine such a thing. <laughs> That's not that difficult. <laughs> uh, Lasana Diara has gone back from the Middle East to PSG. Uh... That guy's career is just a who's who of top clubs. Yet. I've never seen anything from him. <laughs> Does he exist, do you think? I don't know. He's, just, he's, he's either got dirt on every single top club or <laughs> apparently he's actually really good. So where did he get... Where, where did you buy him from? Oh, I can't remember. I, don't, I can't remember where we got him from. But he um, played for Arsenal, Portsmouth and Chelsea in this country, didn't he? Yeah, he played for Madrid. Real Madrid, Now he's yeah. at PSG. He was at... Uh, where was he? I think he went to Russia somewhere. Then he was at Marseille, and then he went to the Middle East, and now he's at PSG. It's just... That doesn't make any sense. No. Oh, yeah, Anzi... Um, yeah. He was like there when he had all the money, Moscow. didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In- incredible career for someone that I don't think I've ever seen actually play a game. The only thing I can remember, do you remember when Messi scored that goal in the Champions League in 2011 at the Bernabeu where he dribbled through the entire Real Madrid team and sort of snuck it in the corner? Oh, yeah. Well, Lissana Diara had a fantastic view of that because he's running behind him the whole way. <laughs> so that's the only thing. 87 times for Madrid. Did he? According to Wikipedia, which I know is not the greatest source. On, but... so how many times did he play for you lot? 13. And Seven then... for Arsenal. So where did he go? He went from you so to Arsenal? From... Yeah, then to Portsmouth. How many times he played? Twenty-four games. Twenty-four. Yeah. So that must have been one season. Then Madrid got him for three seasons, eighty-seven. Then to Anzi for eighteen. Lokomotiv Moscow seventeen games. Marseille thirty-seven. He played five games for Al Jazeera. He's like a modern day sort of Ali Dyer, <laughs> Carlos the Kaiser, isn't he? He's a bit like Nicholas Anelka in terms of career-wise. Gone uh, everywhere. Yeah. What did Nicholas Anelka win? He won the Champions League, didn't he? Oh, yeah. I don't mean like in terms of... Go on, are you still on I, his... just, I just mean everywhere. Are you still on his Wikipedia page? Uh, yeah. What honours has he got? I, I, uh, well, I don't think it actually says. Uh, I, don't, I don't actually think... I don't he's got that many, if anything. Uh, doesn't say club career. It's normally down the bottom. Oh, here we go. Uh, da, da, da. This is you need some nice little uh, music. Oh no, it's all right. Sorry, uh, FA Cup, look, FA Cup and League Cup with Chelsea, and FA Cup with Portsmouth, and they won it. 
two La Ligas, two Copa del Reyes, Supercopa de España. He was Chelsea Young Player of the Year, but he didn't win anything after Madrid. That's not a bad career, is it? You'd take that. It's not. Yeah, you would. <laughs> for, a, for a man that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was, the best thing on Wikipedia to look at for players is either what they do post-retirement or their personal lives. They're always quite interesting. <laughs> Uh, who else have we got? Javi Mascarano has gone to China. Yeah, that's it. I saw Barca did. Didn't Barca do a big thing for him as well? I think like they a did. Big leaving off, yeah. He deserves it. Um, and Alexis Sanchez, Henrik Mkhitaryan finally happened. After months, well, after weeks and weeks of it going on about it, finally over. Did he play against you, Mkhitaryan? No, he didn't. No. no. And Jacko to Chelsea, that's... That's a big talk at the town at the moment. Oh, yeah, that's next. That's gossip. That's, that's gossip. Oh, gossip. Let's, ooh, let's do ooh. this then. Gossip underlined. We'll go straight to uh, Eddie Ndjeko and Emerson Palmieri to, to Chelsea. Right, apparently last week, um, the Roma team, as they got to the train station to take the train up to uh, Milan, um, Francesco Totti said to Eddie Ndjeko, is this the train that leads for London? And Ndjeko said, not yet. He did, but at the same time, uh, th- th- there's been many conflicting stories about what is actually happening. So the left back Emerson, he he's apparently flying over for, for his medical. Now I don't know how Chelsea and Roma are trying to structure the deal, but all signs point to a double deal for so a fifty million for both players combined. Now I don't know how it's going to work if one player rejects because apparently Jacko's rejected his contract offer from Chelsea. Mm, he's quite Chelsea Roma. He is, and Chelsea are doing this whole weird thing with their over thirties. Though they only offer a certain amount of, they only offer a year's contract. Mm. Apparently, according to Matt Law of the the Telegraph, he said this is a big thing. The club is seriously considering breaking that policy, and he said you've got to understand this is the club that didn't offer John Terry a longer term contract or Frank Lampard a longer term contract because of this policy. This would be a serious change in sort of system should they offer him I think they've offered him 18 months because at least it's still this season um, and apparently he said no I want something longer I want commitment on my playing time which I don't think they're going to give him well no because maybe the man that's there at the moment won't be there next season Mar- Mar- oh Conte yeah well that's a, a lot of people have said I don't think Dzeko's going to want to go and, and Chelsea and I think again mm. from the Sunday show they were saying that you know, maybe they don't want to give Conte all this money now because they know that he's not going to be there. Apparently, PSG are very, very uh, like close on getting him. Who are PSG? Yeah, close on getting Conte. Oh, or there's right, big sorry. rumours of linking them together. Yeah. Sorry, he said Jeco. Sorry. No. Um, yeah, because he's quite. I mean, he's got a child now, and his family must be settled in Rome. I'd quite fancy living in Rome myself. Um, <laughs> so. It would have to be a hell of a pull factor to pull me over to Chelsea, particularly when you kind of think that their manager won't be there next season. He's a he's a good striker, and he, he proved at Man City that he's a goal scorer. You well, know, and the, yeah, he, he just something you know they just didn't fancy him at the time. Like it's you know it's not like he played badly at all. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I hope it it happens because sign Jacko it means that we're not getting Peter Crouch, which would be fantastic. Um, <laughs> But what if you get both? I, I don't think I could live with them. I don't. Thing is, Chelsea make it so difficult to be a fan sometimes. <laughs> Those are the type of rumours that ruin it. Hmm? He's a fullback, isn't he? The other guy. Yeah, left back. So he'll primarily be back up to Alonso. Right. Why would you? Move but again, from he's the... he's but he's not played. He's not played at all this season. I think oh, he's been he? injured. It's a bit like the Barkley situation where he's been injured the whole season. Oh, good. So you're taking a load of old people and crocs. Yeah, crocs and old people is what we really want to build our, our future on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, a quick yay or nay to some of these. Jack Rodwell on £70,000 a week. Uh, he had, well, this isn't a yay or nay. This has actually happened. Um, Jack Rodwell on £70,000 a week at Sunderland. Uh, imagine if they got relegated and he was on seventy grand a week in League One. Wow, geez. <laughs> uh, he had a trial cancelled with Vitesse Arnhem. Vitesse Arnhem are the ones that cancelled the trial, so that probably tells you Ooh, what you just need to know. That doesn't. Those are, that, they've got all the Chelsea low knees. So. Yeah, uh, Anton Griezmann and Sergio Aguero in a swap. No, I'd have Aguero still over Griezmann. Yeah, but I don't see Griezmann going to City. But 
Aguero is just so proven as a goal scorer in the Premier League. Griezmann, you know, yeah, okay, very good in Spain, but again, is he going to be able to replicate that in the Premier League? It's going to be very difficult. Yeah, it's a big pressure, isn't it? Because this is a guy, Aguero, who's obviously famous for that goal. He's their all-time record goal scorer. He's very settled in Manchester, you'd assume. The fans love him. And then if you get rid of him and bring somebody else in and that someone else doesn't work, then you're going to look a bit daft. Pep Guardiola Absolutely. or not. And Griezmann's a bit of a, from from all accounts, a bit of a, you know, a diva as well, which to Man City really need that right now. Probably not. They skipped out on Sanchez. Probably one of the reasons is because of his temperament. Yeah. And I think bringing Griezmann in is going to help. Uh, a Bimiang to Arsenal, is that going to happen for the end of the season, uh, end of the window? I don't actually think it will. I think Dortmund will want too much money and, and Arsenal will buckle that pressure. Okay. I think they'll see Mkhitaryan as the replacement and leave it at that. Yeah, again, he's another one who's got a bit of an attitude, hasn't he? Mm. Uh, right, I thought Ross was on, so you're going to have to do some of these. Aidan Flint of the gift fame for Bristol City to Brighton? Yes. Okay, and David McGoldrick to Cardiff from Ipswich? Best say yes as well. I like David McGoldrick. He's a good player. He's got a hell of a shot on him. Yeah, he has it. Yeah. Um, oh, my football manager. Um, they ban- They got rid of the transfer window. They got rid of the transfer yeah, window. They offered all the managers in the Premier League a vote to keep really? the transfer window and get rid of it, and we all voted to get rid of it. So I was able to buy William Carvalho in October. <laughs> so it, I've never seen that before. So you, there's no transfer window; you can just buy players whenever. Yep, the FA came along with a. That is the dumbest thing I think I've ever. Heard. No, it's amazing. You can buy people all year round. Um, yeah, it, it came through. It said the FA would like you to vote as to whether you want to keep the transfer window or not. So I said, no, not really. Um, <laughs> and apparently my other virtual FM Premier League colleagues, yeah, they agreed with me and we got rid of the transfer window. Flipping it. So, yeah, have, you, have you had Brexit yet? I've had Article 50 yet. Yeah, that's come through. Yeah, because um, um, in the Southampton game that I'm playing, it, I've... I don't know how my squad's going to look in the following season because all the work permits have changed. Oh, so, I'm on my first season, so. I don't know. So second season, you'll get, you'll get um, something coming through about what the result of Article Fifty is. Right. And I've seen that, but I've not really read it. Is it important? Um, yes, because it ch- it can change how things work. So I think there's several scenarios, but one of the key ones is you can only have like three or four non-EU players. Right. Um. And only if that, and only a few EU players anyway. Or your squad has to be really limited. Like I think I can only have seventeen non-English players in the squad. Really? Yeah. Um, going forward, and, and work permits are completely. If they're already at the club, it's fine. But if you try and sign them afterwards, they have to get certain work permit restrictions. How have they all got? Oh no, because it doesn't matter about EU passports. And what does it know? Oh, you're right. No. God, what have mm. I done? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> what have you? You'll get into the next season and be like, oh no. <laughs> uh, right, some fixtures then. Uh, coming this weekend across the continent, we've got uh, in La Liga, uh, it's 34th as Valencia take on Real Madrid, who lost uh, to Legan, or Legan, I've got no West Jesse when you need her. Um, Le- I know. To them, anyway. Uh, in. Yeah, uh, surely this is a dang gun, right? I mean, well, I can't. They said this was this was a loss at home in the Bernabeu and the Copa del Rey. Uh, but Sergio Ramos has said we will stand up for Zidane as the players. Well, they should do it on the pitch then, shouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to make out. He tried to make out in this article. I think it was on Goal.com. I saw it that um, the players are just mere, you know, pawns in this and have never ever played a part in getting rid of a manager. <laughs> Rafa Benitez and um, <laughs> you know they will try their best for him I love Sergio Ramos he's such a lying shithouse <laughs> he is he, you know one day he'll be like yeah we really defend the manager and then when he's gone he'll be like thank god he's gone I hated him yeah. I was trying to do my best to get rid of him <laughs> et to Sergio um, yeah so at the moment Real Madrid are fourth on 35 points and Valencia above them on 40 in the third place um, not easy is it for Madrid it's not it's not and you know Ronaldo's not on form Nope. Um, and you need him to to drag you through the, the bad times, which he isn't. I think we really took him. Bash on the head, didn't he? He did. He where he got he nicked someone's phone to have a look at his face. 
I don't blame him for doing that. I mean, you want to oh, see no, how bad your face is, don't you? I, I just think it's it's sort of typical Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, it plays into the vanity thing, but you know, if someone, if you get a big smash on the face and you see all this blood coming off, then you would want to see what you look like, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, you would. I mean, you know, you wouldn't be gorgeous anymore, would you? Well, if you had a massive like split on your face, yeah. I mean, you. Oh, wow. I don't know. You, you'd kind of look quite. Rugged, I think. Maybe Mrs. The lucky Mrs. Ryan would like you even more with this sort of rugged <laughs> scar on the side of your face, <laughs> looking like some sort of Northampton Town Ultra. So, I don't think we've ever had an ultra here. <laughs> uh, the first. In the Bundesliga, um, Bayern Munich are playing Hoffenheim. Bayern Munich are on forty-seven points, and then second, third, fourth is uh, Bayer Leverkusen, Schalke, and Red Bull Leipzig, all on thirty-one points. Um. Serie A is looking a bit gorgeous and sexy. Uh, it's Napoli in 54 points, Juventus on 53, Lazio 46 into 43, Roma 41 in fifth place. So it's flying donkeys of Juve, uh, Chievo playing Juve um, this weekend. And then it's Milan Lazio, which I think is on BT Sport, uh, Napoli Bologna, Roma Sampdoria, and Spal versus Inter. Uh, the, the reason I'm, I'm sort of you know so intrigued about the Italian league this season is. Every other week, it's someone else's on top of the pile. It is a shootout between Napoli and Juventus, but it's interesting further down as well. Oh, I know because I, I know Inter were top of the table like you know a month ago or two months ago, and it's just it's interesting that there's been so many different leaders at this point. Yeah, you can. I mean, watching the Roma Inter game last week, you can see why they've sort of fallen down the pecking order a little bit because yeah, if it's not Acardi, then <laughs> he looked last week at times. He looked very, very isolated. There's only so much the poor man can do. Only so much chasing and running he can do. Um, and there's times he looked very, very isolated indeed. And he was only up against Fazio. So when you go up against someone like Chiellini and Barzagli or something, you look even worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, what else have we got with Ligan? It is uh, Marseille versus Monaco. This is third v fourth. This is on BT Sport as well. Which one are you going to choose, Chris? Well, after last week, I don't know. Uh, I'm tempted to go back with Milan Lazio, though. I'm going to do that. You're going to make the wrong choice. I know I am. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I do. Uh, okay, so PSG top on 56. They are only eight ahead of Lyon now after the result last week. Marseille 47, Monaco 46. Uh, Montpellier play PSG as well. Um, in Australia... It's the Big Blue Derby. That's on BT Sport. BT Sport 2 on Saturday, I think. Uh, it's the Big Blue. This is Melbourne Victory versus Sydney FC. It's 4th first. It is Beshot Brisha versus Milos Ninkovic. Not a big fan of uh, Berisha. Are you not? No. Oh. I sold him. Did couldn't, you? Couldn't, yeah, couldn't be dealing with it. He was, so inconsist- he was so inconsistent. He just couldn't. He, like, he'd score... Like a hat trick, and then go on a barren spell of like ten games without scoring. A real life British, and it's not, and it's, and it's not my tactics. Obviously, it's the player. Yeah, of so, course. It's always the player, isn't yeah. it? So it's always the player. It's never me. There's only so much you can tell these people. Exactly. That's what I keep thinking. Well, look, if you get a chance to watch this in real life, it will be fun because a real life Barisha is uh, great to watch. Um, and an international game this week is the United States are playing Bosnia somehow for some reason. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, lols. <laughs> We're not in any of the competitions, though. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, it is the FA Cup this weekend. Good old magic of the cup. The magic of the cup. You never guess who's on TV. Who? Manchester United. Well, is it on BBC? Is it? Uh, let me have a look. What is it on? They're away to Yeovil. Oh, it's on Friday night, so I'm sure. Yeah, BBC One, I was going to say, because it's it's tomorrow night, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure Alexis Sanchez has always dreamed of making his debut at at (laughs) Yeovil. It's not not exactly the dream start he probably would have wanted, is it? (laughs) I seem to remember these two playing each other in the cup not so long ago, and it was. um, uh, Ander Herrera scored a goal, I seem to remember. Yes, yes, he did, yeah. Mind you, there's plenty of worse places to make your debut than down in the West Country. Well, yeah, I, mean, I guess so. I know it's up north, but, you know, it's a very pretty place. <laughs> <laughs> also, tomorrow night is Sheffield Wednesday versus Reading. Uh, okay, right, let me try and find a few shocks for you. Peterborough at home to Leicester. Definite shock potential there. That's almost a local derby, isn't it? Yeah. 
Uh, I remember when Leicester played Peterborough in the league a few years ago and took more fans to London Road than Peterborough took their own fans. <laughs> um, so we're going for a possible one there, are we? Yeah, possible. Upset there. Huddersfield at home to Birmingham. Mm, I'm not sure about that one. Birmingham are dog awful. Yeah. Uh, Middlesbrough at home to Brighton. That's... I don't know how Middlesbrough are doing, but that sounds like something that could be... Could be quite tight. Yeah. Uh, Jared's weekly shout-out. He's going away with Coventry to MK Dons. I think there could be an upset there, because MK Dons aren't doing particularly well, are they? Yeah, no, that, that definitely... Um, who did Coventry beat in the previous round? Stoke, wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, they had a good third round, so... He was, telling, on. he was telling me he was stood near Zerd and Shakiri, and I think Jared's 14, I think he was nearly as tall as him. Wow. <laughs> um... Swansea are away at Notts County who were doing pretty well at the top of League 2 yeah that's potential I think uh, Notts County who managed to course by I don't know oh, who Kevin Nolan oh yeah Kevin Nolan and I think they've got John Stead playing for them and I think they've still got Alan Smith playing for them as well I think he's sort of a defensive midfielder now is in Liverpool Alan Smith no he's in Leeds and Manchester United Alan Smith Sorry, what am I thinking Liverpool? I don't know. I, I, he I broke his leg at Liverpool. Yes. So, I, I, for some reason, I got him confused on how he killed then. <laughs> Easily done. Uh, right, old Premier League affair with Southampton versus Watford. Wigan, who were fine high at the top of League One, at home to West Ham. West Ham are going to play a weekend team, I'd imagine, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, don't, they don't need to cut Pioneer's traps. No. Uh, Newport at home to Tottenham in the Justin Edinburgh derby. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tottenham are going to be fine. You know, Jesse will. Jesse would totally agree with me if she was there. God, should we say it for her after three? Yeah. One, two, three. Nothing everything, can go wrong now. Oh, no, nothing can go wrong. I was going to say everything will be fine, but either everything way. Everything will be fine. same thing. <laughs> same, same exact concept, Jesse. It will be fine. They're not going to lose, Jesse. No. Why would they lose? In hilarious ways. They definitely won't lose. No. Uh, what else? We've got Liverpool at home to West Brom. We'll lose. Uh, you're at home to Newcastle. Ah, uh, we'll lose. No, we'll win. We'll win. <laughs> That's on Sunday. Well, you say that. You thought you were going to beat Bradford all those years ago, didn't you? Yeah, it always gets thrown up, doesn't it? I mean, I saw, I saw. I think it was during the Chelsea-Arsenal game. I can't remember what account tweeted it out, but there was a tweet with the video of Bradford winning, which was great to watch. <laughs> Well, um, we were already 2-1 down to Arsenal. <laughs> and then uh, Cardiff, Manchester City. Someone, it was a Manchester United fan account tweeted this week. Uh, if ever you were hashtag against modern football, then this is it. Um, they tweeted uh, for the half an hour after Manchester, uh, for the half an hour after Manchester United sound Alexis Sanchez, uh, the Manchester United account got something like 60,000 retweets. Uh, in a half an hour after Arsenal signed Mkhitaryan, they only got something like 10,000. In a half an hour after Manchester City extended Kevin De Bruyne's contract, they only got one and a half thousand. Uh, who's the bigger club, they said. Oh, for God. I did, I, I did see a big thing about that, and, and Manchester United fans were very upset, you know, how Man City were trying to steal their thunder by, by announcing um, KDB's new contract at the same time. <laughs> that they're, and that thing's... Sanchez I thought flip it is, it is like grown men isn't it just behave yourselves it is yeah <laughs> uh, oh Nevin Subotic has gone from Brussie Dortmund to St Etienne on a, okay that's on interesting on a free transfer huh okay oh look there's, a, there's um, a very cool picture of him stood in a green St Etienne shirt with his arms folded and long hair Looking like some kind of footballing Aragorn from. Is it proper like a like a proper pose? It is a proper pose. It looks really cool. Um, and that is it. Unless you've got any other business. I don't think so. Um, you know, nothing. No, nothing. No. Nothing. 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 Right. Nothing. Okay. Uh, should we plug them? Even though they didn't plug us. I guess we should. Really. All right. Well, look. For the last two weeks, there's been a Sunday podcast. Um, the Sunday podcast is like the best art barisha of podcasts, isn't it? <laughs> we'll probably yeah. have one this week in nothing for another three months. 
Um, well, hopefully Ross and the guys, uh, Colin, Adam, Tom and Matt will be back um, this weekend to review the games that we've been previewing here. Uh, at Man of the Post is the Twitter account and also the Instagram account. I didn't do that Phil Neville dinosaur picture. I'm oh, I forgot. I didn't remember over the weekend, but I remember. Especially after all the news as well. I know. I remembered when I was sort of taking my daughter to swimming practice or something. Didn't have a pen and paper to hand, so I must try no. and remember that this weekend. Maybe I'll do it at work tomorrow when I got more time. Yes, at Man of the Post is the Twitter account. Man of the Post is the website, which is under construction, isn't it? So don't go on yeah. there yet. I was going to say, it is under construction. Hopefully, by the time that this comes out, yeah, uh, the website will be up and running. If not, it will say coming soon. Uh, it's having a bit of a rebrand. Um, we're moving over to a new platform, which should hopefully mean that when it's up and running, listeners can submit their brilliant articles to us, and we can post them on the website. We want your articles, listeners. Doesn't matter That's who you it, are, yeah. who you support, where you're from, what you want to write about, as long as it's football related and not about Phil Neville. Um, it could be. I mean, it could be about Phil Neville, but but it's got to be negative. Yes, it can't be a good Phil thing Neville. about Phil Neville. It can't yeah. be Phil Neville a defence of <laughs> anything other than that about Phil Neville is fine. We want your articles. Please send them into either to uh, Ryan at Man on the Post dot com or uh, either Ryan at Man on the Post or Chris at Man on the Post. It's dot com at the end of the email address, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. Sorry, either it Ryan is. at Man on the Post dot com or Chris at Man on the Post dot com. Send your articles in. We really, 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 really want them, please. Uh, Ryan, what's your Twitter account if they want to follow you? My Twitter account is at the Ryan Goodman. Okay, um, you can rate and reviews on iTunes. I don't know if going into PC World and steeply subscribing to all our Man of the Posts um, through iTunes works. Ross I mean, you know, subscriptions probably jumped up that one day. If you'd have looked on the day, yeah. maybe it'd be different. But I'm, I'm very upset that they reset them every day. Though. That is, that's pretty rude. I should go back and check. Yeah. So excuse me, I subscribed to a podcast and I was coming in here to listen and I realised that I've been unsubscribed. Yeah, sort it out, lads. Yeah. Uh, and you can also follow us on Acast uh, and get your uh, ugh, viewing, listening, isn't it? We're listening. Yes. Coming in your ears like Jolly FM, as Peter K. once said. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, thank you ever so much for coming on. Thank you. And always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs> <laughs>